0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com.
1: This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and I am still trying to catch my breath after a crazy end in week three as the Indianapolis Colts get their first win of the season, beating the Kansas City Chiefs 20-17 in Indianapolis. First home game, first game in Indianapolis for Matt Ryan. The Colts move to 1-1-1, and and joining me to talk about that is the one and only Chris Blystone. Chris, thanks for joining me, man
0: absolutely glad to join you under the current circumstances it's always nice to talk about the Colts after a win a whole lot more so than after a loss or a time. oh
1: you you are not kidding uh this was a game sort of a two different halves, um, and I'm going to fess up here ahead of time. Uh, I did not get to watch the first half of this game, so I'm going off of the feedback the other writers have given me, that Chris has given me, and we're just going to chalk it up to that first half was dreadful from many people, not the least of which was Matt Ryan. However, Matt Ryan did recover in the second half. Uh, He did not. I believe it it was uh, his 45th or 46th um, career uh, game-winning drive and his first, of course, with Indianapolis uh, couldn't come against a, a harder team. Honestly, one of the best teams in the AFC. Uh, and speaking of Matt Ryan, let's let's go through some of the stats for the Colts for the offense today. Matt Ryan was 27-37. completion percentage, but only 222 yards. So that would indicate a lot of dump-off passes, uh, short stuff. He was sacked five times, again, for 45 yards. Did have two touchdowns and a 105.9 passer rating. In the running game, Jonathan Taylor, 21 carries, so he did not hit the 30 this time. Uh, 71 yards, 3.4 average, no touchdowns. Naheem Hines had three carries for seven yards, a measly 2.3 average. And then the receiving game, uh, of course, having Michael Pittman back was big, nine targets, eight receptions, 72 yards, uh, Alec Pierce, finally contributing as a receiver. He had three on five targets for 61 yards. Uh, but really I think the, the big name here is, uh, the touchdown machine, uh, rookie tight end Jelani Woods with three receptions, uh, for 20 yards, but, uh, I'm sorry, is that right? Three receptions for 13 yards, <laughs> two receptions for 13 yards, uh, but two touchdowns, uh, the two touchdowns in the game, uh, and other guys like uh, Paris Campbell, Moelli Cox contributed a little bit here and there, uh, but those were the key contributors on offense. Um, let's start there, Chris. When we look at the, the Colts offense, it was a tale of two halves. Uh, what was your takeaway of the first half of the Colts on, on the offensive side of the ball?
0: Uh, well, the big the big holdup was they had no ability to protect Matt Ryan. They could not stop the blitz, and they were getting a lot of blitzes. Um, there were times when it looked like Matt Ryan had never seen a blitz before. There were times when it looked like the <laughs> offensive line wasn't really sure that it was allowed, and were confused. Uh, I mean, it was it was just this line has got to figure out how to communicate better with one another. They were not uh, they were not picking up blitzes. They were not getting rid of the ball quickly enough it was just a across the board failing um on on that part of the offense and then to, you know to add to that the trouble that we've seen all season long the receivers weren't getting open fast enough and so yeah. when you have all of those things come together um what they tried to do was just hand the ball out to Jonathan Taylor but when you know that that's exactly what's coming it makes it really hard to get anything done and so it was just it was just bad decisions and uh and bad play across the board for for basically the offense as a whole
1: yeah, and I think coming into the season, we all knew the question marks at wide receiver were there. Uh, obviously, they drafted Alec Pierce, but that is not going to be an immediate uh, big contribution from a rookie wide receiver. At least, it's it's extremely rare in the NFL for a guy like that to come in and immediately be you know a top tier contributor. It usually takes a couple, you know, two three years for those guys to really begin to hit their stride. Um, likewise for guys like Jelani Woods. Uh, so we knew the receiving position had a lot of questions. I think there was a baseline assumption that, hey, we can lean on uh, Jonathan Taylor in the running game, uh, guys like Naheem Hines, who didn't get used as much last year, and this offensive line would be the key to making this offense work early on, especially against the fact, and I've talked about this before, that Matt Ryan tends to be a slow starter. He tends to start the first few games of the season slow compared to what he does normally throughout the rest of the season. I think we've seen that to some extent. Uh, Certainly being in the brand new offense with new players around him is not uh, is not helping that uh, situation. But we did see a a little bit of an improvement in the second half. Obviously, uh, the Colts finished uh, the the first half with just 10 points. They finished with 20. So from a point standpoint, uh, you know, they they did basically the same that they did in the first half, but they looked more competent. I think really what mid third through the rest of the game, I would say. Uh, They still had issues. There were still some blitzes that went completely uh, unpicked up, uh, you know, free shots on Matt Ryan. Uh, But would you say your impression of the second half of the Colts was better, or do you feel like they still had some of those same issues, but maybe did a slightly better job of addressing them?
0: I do think that they were better. Uh, but I wouldn't say they were necessarily good. I do think Matt Ryan seemed to settle down definitely in the fourth quarter and and get rid of the ball a little faster. They seemed like they had some schemed up short throws, uh, like they expected the Chiefs to continue blitzing. And also I think because they were able to find some of those um middle of the field, like medium distance throws it slowed the it slowed the blitz down a little bit they were able to take advantage in some of those positions uh like you said Alec Pierce won a couple of big routes on 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 important plays he didn't have a huge contribution but the the times that he contributed were substantial um and Michael Pittman playing well and getting some of those guys making plays in times when it mattered later as the game went on it really made a difference I think um, because before it was just there wasn't an answer. There was no counterpunch, so there was no reason for you to slow down on uh, on defense throwing those blitzes at them, because they weren't handling it. Uh, and as soon as you started getting a couple of those wins, it took a little bit out of that. You get Jonathan Taylor starting to get a little bit more ground as well. I think some of that tends to be the case with, uh, with this Colts team. Jonathan Taylor is always best at the end of the game when guys are starting to get tired mm-hmm. and he's going to start finding those holes and making something happen. So I think some of that was, was the Colts playing uh, a little bit better, but I mean, you still saw it looked like almost every single play that I saw best case scenario uh, for Braden Smith was that he looked like he was hanging on for dear life. The guy just, he just looks <sighs> like he, I don't know what the deal is. I'm so confused by it because he has not looked, he's never been a, a guy who does well against speed, but every time you were watching him, even, even into late in the game, he just looks like a guy hanging on for dear life. And it was just um uh, in a lot of ways, I think the chiefs shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, that big penalty on uh, Chris Jones and some of those things late. I mean, there, there were some of those, things where it was almost like the chiefs didn't want to win. Um, <laughs> right. And so I I'm hesitant to give the Colts offense too much credit. I do think they looked better as the game went on. Um, but they're going to have to find some answers on that offensive line because it's not going to make Matt Ryan's life any easier. And if he doesn't have receivers who can get open quickly and he doesn't have an offensive line that can hold up and let the play develop, that's a no win situation for Matt Ryan.
1: Yeah. He is not a quarterback that's built uh, to, to operate, in that sort of circumstance. And to be honest, uh, very few are, uh, you know, if if you do find a guy like that, uh, you, you've got one of the best in the league and look, Matt Ryan's 37. That's never been his game. Uh, he's, you know, that usually he's had one or the other and he can be successful as long as he's got one or the other. Um, but if you give him a pass rush that's in his face, uh, without receivers to bail him out, um, that's going to be a big, big problem. As you mentioned, you know, they, they did a good job, I think, of adjusting. Uh, they still didn't look great, but they they made it happen when it counted. Um, and that's going to be ultimately what goes down, gives them that one win that they needed badly. They they did not need to start 0-2-1, that's for sure. Um, because next week, uh, on Sunday, October 2nd, we have that first dreaded game, and we'll be in Indianapolis, but we will be taking on the Titans, and that's going to be a big one uh, for setting up where this division is going to fall out early on in this 2022 season. All right. We're going to talk about what Casey did on offense, uh, how Indy did on defense, including the first interception of Patrick Mahomes in the 2022 season. And it couldn't have come at a better moment. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede blue podcast. This is David Walker. I'm joined by Chris Blystone and we're recapping the week three win for the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis over the Kansas City Chiefs 20 to 17 in thrilling fashion. I said earlier 46. It's actually, it was Matt Ryan's 43rd fourth quarter comeback of his career, and obviously the first one with the Colts. Colts move to one, one, and one. Kansas City drops to two and one. Uh, we've talked about what the Colts offense did or what they didn't do rather <laughs> for most of the game. Um, let's talk about the defense. Um Obviously, Chris, I think one of the big things coming into this game was, uh, you know, for the third straight week, uh, you don't have your top uh, linebacker out there, one of your best defensive players, uh, Shaquille Leonard. He was still out. Um, It it sounds like they're trying to get him back up to game speed, to full comfort. Uh, He is practicing, but he's not quite ready yet. I thought this would be the game he would return for. Um, That did not happen. And yet, we're sitting here looking at uh, a Chiefs team that is, you know, uh, can score at will in most games, held to 17 points. Um, what is your takeaway of what the Colts did on defense today against Patrick Mahomes and what is normally one of the best offenses in the league?
0: Well, the first thing that we saw was they put, they tended early, especially to double uh, Ngakwe. They did not want Ngakwe taking over the game. And as a result, they had really good contributions from Quidipay, uh Grover mm-hmm. Stewart, um, and Forest Buckner. Buckner. Of yeah, yep. they they were getting involved early and they had good rushing from the front four and good coverage. Uh, there really wasn't anywhere for Mahomes to go with the ball. And so they made passing the ball really hard and they they were making good tackles. These were all things they have not done over the past two weeks. Now part of that mm-hmm. was if we think about last week, I mean, the the ball was getting out much quicker for Jacksonville um they they played they just played better from top to bottom on defense than they've played all year and this is how we expected them to play uh to be honest if you add Darius Leonard into this i don't know what this defense even looks like i mean this right. this this <laughs> with with him as just kind of a wrecking ball in the middle of it uh this could be a really good defense now on on the negative julian blackman leaves Uh, in the first half with an ankle injury and did not come back. And that's concerning because he was a big part of the back end of that defense, but really you had good contributions from everybody uh, with the exception of the fact that they did sort of struggle trying to deal with Travis Kelsey, but I think you can be forgiven for struggling with him because so does everybody else in the NFL. Most teams do, right? Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's like, but, but realistically, they did a really good job putting pressure on Mahomes and not giving him any easy looks that he did not look nearly as comfortable in the pocket as either of the quarterbacks, the Colts have played in the first two weeks of the season. He had constant pressure on him and that that's exactly what they needed to do defensively.
1: Yeah. Uh, And look, that's the, that was one of the things they tried to address was being able to more consistently pressure the quarterback. And I think uh, based on what you're saying and what we saw uh, at least in the, the third quarter, That appeared to hold up. Obviously, you cannot completely shut down the Kansas City offense. I did think they did a good job, though, of forcing them into field goal situations. And uh, of course, one of the key moments in this game was them uh, shutting down the Chiefs in the fourth quarter and uh, forcing them to a field goal that they did not connect on. Uh, and that ended up being the difference in this game. That missed field goal uh, is the difference of a 2020 tie game going into overtime, the final score, 20 to 17, that we ultimately got. Um, on defense, uh, Zaire Franklin led the team with 12 tackles, followed by Bobby O'Carriquet with seven. And uh, Gakwe did have the lone sack of the game. And the interception I mentioned earlier came from Rodney McLeod. However, that was a ball that was tipped, of course, by Stephon Gilmore, who made a fantastic play at the very end of the game, uh, a game-sealing interception. As the Chiefs were getting very close to field goal range, that interception iced it, so that couldn't have come at a better time. Fantastic play by Gilmore there, and uh, a really uh, big heads up play by the veteran uh, safety to to snag that one in overall. I think uh, it, anytime you can hold Patrick Mahomes and uh, the chiefs offense to under 20, uh, you've done something really good. I think, you know, based on the first two weeks uh, and as you mentioned, Chris, the defense not looking good those first two weeks, I want to say again, this is a new defense for most of these guys. So um, maybe that was a part of it. Hopefully this is a sign of things to come. And as you mentioned, what does this defense then look like when you add in the best linebacker in football back into the middle of this defense? Uh, I can't wait to see it. Hopefully, it's next week, man. I would love to see. I uh, would love to see Shaq uh, come back against uh, the Titans, but um, they're 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 being really really coy about all of this. And of course, as you mentioned, the injury uh, to to Blackman is one we're going to be watching. Hopefully, he did not come back into the game. Uh, hopefully this is something that is not too serious that, you know, he can come back uh, this next week. um, Maybe no later than that, because right now they don't have the depth that they need in the secondary. Uh, This is a team that's got some spots that are pretty shallow and we we don't want to dip too deep. Thankfully McLeod is a veteran that's got plenty of playing experience. He was able to come in and make a difference. Um, Chris final thoughts. Who was your top player of this game for the Colts? Who do you think made the biggest impact in bringing this win home?
0: Uh, I'm going to give credit to, because we didn't really get a chance to talk about him. I'm going to give credit to Kylan Granson because his his contribution on special teams. I mean, he, he recovers the muffed punt, uh, that the Colts go three and out in the first quarter, uh, their first drive, he recovers the muffed punt on the four yard line, gives the the Colts the chance to, to go up. Um, and then he actually downs the ball on the one um later on in in the first half and really sets them up in great field position the special teams unit as a whole was excellent and mm-hmm. uh and and that really makes a difference um the colts played really well in two out of three phases of the game and because of that they were able to get a win over one of the top teams in football um so yeah i'm giving it to kylan grants and he looked he looked good uh, had a couple good blocks he he just he did well for a guy who is trying to work his way into a solid role and man, if, if being a standout special teamer is the way you do it, then that's a, that's a good starting point. So lots of guys that deserve, um, that deserve some pop. And he's definitely one of those in this game.
1: I love it. I love uh special teams recognition. And honestly, probably a big factor in this game. Uh, when you have an opponent like this, where you, you've really sort of have to be on your best behavior on all three sides of the ball, having special teams really deliver can make up for some mistakes on the other two phases. Um, As for me, look, it's, it was only two catches, but they're both touchdowns. (laughs) Um, You got to go with the rookie Jelani Woods. He uh, you know, he was sort of quiet um, during the uh, uh, the preseason and a lot of attention was given to Andrew Ogletree who uh, was standing out until he ultimately went on injured reserve. Uh, Woods only had those two receptions, but he had two touchdowns and they ended up being a big factor in this game. So uh, kudos to the rookie tight end. Let's hope we see more of that. I'd love to see more of him in the red zone. Looks like that's working out really well early on. All right, Chris, uh, final thoughts as we go into week four and a big division game. Uh, your key takeaway from this, from this game, what we need to see improved or what they need to keep building on as we take on the Titans in week four.
0: Well, the main thing is the Colts cannot play down to competition. They have got to play at this level or better going forward because mm-hmm. they've, they've consistently played down to division teams that they ought to beat. Uh, they've done that as long as I can remember in the Frank Reich era. And they've got to fix that. This game is not a game. I mean, they, they have a chance to take control of the division. Um, and if they can, if they can go, if they can go deal with Tennessee the way that they should, um, this is not a team that's better than them in any in any phase of the game. They they ought to be the superior team, and they need to just go prove it. They need to go win. Yeah. Uh, they need they need to put together a plan that protects Matt Ryan better. And if they can't do that, if they cannot start protecting him better, I mean, the guy cannot continue to get hit at the rate that he's getting hit. He's no. got to be able. He's got to have options to make better decisions. And you could put as much blame on him as you want to, uh, but when you're constantly under duress, even the best quarterbacks make bad choices. They make bad decisions and you cannot continue to put him in that situation. You've got to give him better protection, more time. And if you need to change up your routes so that you're getting guys open sooner, um, that's important. But I mean, one of the most important things that this Colts team could do is run play action because of what Jonathan Taylor brings to the table and they don't have the pass blocking to make that possible. So they got to figure some things out up front. Uh, It's their highest Highest allocated salary area is the offensive line. It's time yeah. for those guys to start looking like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. The offensive line, I think, needs to, they've got to do better. And uh, they're getting beat by things that are almost purely communication issues, uh, lots of stunts, a lot of open gaps, uh, unblocked guys. So the good news is I I don't think we're seeing guys just get completely dominated over and over. We're seeing communication issues, and those are things that can be fixed. They can be fixed in season, but they've got to fix it quick. Um, Tennessee did get their first win in week three, beating the the Raiders 24 to 22. So this game will be uh, in week four against the Titans. This is going to be an important one. And, of course, we'll be back here on the podcast to cover it and, of course, uh, write about it and preview it at stampedeblue.com. Uh, so Chris, remind our listeners where they can find you and what you've got going on.
0: Uh they can find me on Twitter, um bemoaning frustrating offensive <laughs> plays and <laughs> you, complaining more than people like uh it's what I do. I got to vent, I got to vent my frustrations when I'm I watching that stuff and uh occasionally popping on for a podcast visit, but otherwise I'm I'm mostly just Colts fan now, not doing a whole lot of coverage these days. Uh, just, just watching, absorbing, and and enjoying, or trying to enjoy, what, <laughs> what what there is. I'm enjoying this one today. So,
1: exactly, one one game at a time. One game at a time, my friend. All right. As for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at NFLDW, and of course, our articles daily at StampedeBlue.com. So for Chris Blystone, this is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.